Today's daf is daf mem vav. We are holding towards the bottom of mem hey amid base. Um, exactly where we were. Uh, I think we're at Nikasha uh, Ladas, uh, I think, right? Yes. How many lines up from the bottom? It's about uh, 20 lines from the bottom of the page. Nikasha Das. So we had over there a situation where we know the Torah empowers the father to be Mekadesh's daughter as a Ketana, which is a Kedushin de Raisa. We know when there's no father, then the Chachamim were empowered, the mother, the brother, even the girl herself, to uh, uh, perform Kedushin. That's the, the way they showed it was only Kedushin de Rabbanon, is they allowed for meal. You don't have to have a get, there's a right of refusal, EFG. The plain zoo, and that's the vatal, the situation. The question we had was a very interesting situation. The girl on her own volition, without taking direction from the father, and the father still alive, went and was Makadish herself, right? So Rav and Shmuel had a tremendous chiddish. They said, if you go back to the father, they go back to the father, and the, the father accepts what the girl did, Robin Shmuel holds exactly the mechanics is for Ian, but retroactively, right, the mice that was done by the girl is considered to be a valid mice, and she's Mekudeshis. The way Rashi explains the sugya and fits well into the word of the sugya, the case is when he kept quiet. What's the halacha? You went back and told him, and he was shasak. Now, his silence can mean one of two things. Either could mean acquiescence, or it could be that he's angry, seething, right? So Rav and Shmuel held that if it was a case of Shadich, this is the way Rav Nachemya explained it, Rav Nachman, if their father had been discussing this situation previously and he keeps quiet, then we can assume that his silence is an acquiescence and she is uh, Mekudeshis, considered Mekudeshis. So then the, 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 the Gemara continue. what happens in a situation where he was there for the Kedushin and he actually gave his blessing on the Kedushin and went out of town. And she on her own was, did Nesuin. They went and did their chuppah, right? And then the situation was, and he's still out of town. So there's a question, can she eat truma? Because we know Midra Bonner, she's not allowed to start eating truma right away. We had uh, two different reasons, why not? But she has to wait until it was chuppah. But the problem is, if the father comes back and nixes the chuppah, then it's not really nesua. So what do you do over here? So we had a machlok, as one swara was, well, he already accepted the kedushin. So then l'chaira, you can assume until he protests that he would have accepted that you could eat truma. The other swara is, no, you can't take that chance. You have to wait. We had a machlokas amarayim on that particular matter, okay? Now, the Gemara now brings down a new case. Let's go through this. Nisqachaladas, again, the father was around, so she, the Kedushin was done under his supervision, so that's for sure Kedushin, right? Venisa Shaladas, but she went and did a Nisuin, they eloped, right? They, 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 they did the Nisuin but without the father being aware of Aviyakant, but he was in town. It means technically they could have gone to him and they did not, and didn't assume without him. So Ravuna Amar Eno Achelis. Ravuna says, in this case, she cannot eat truma. Ravyir Abba Amar Achelis. Ravyir says, in this case, you could eat truma. Now what are the svaras over there? So Ravuna Amar Eno Achelis. So Ravuna says, you cannot eat truma. Because Afilu Rav, even Rav yesterday, that said when the father was out of town, he allows her to continue to eat truma until the father gets back and we find out. Because there the assumption can be made, since the father accepted the Kedushin, he would also accept the Nesuin, and he'll understand the reason they went forth and did the Nesuin without telling him why, because he was out of town. So therefore, you can assume he would accept. But here, where he was in town and they still didn't tell him, 
Then even though Rav yesterday learned that you would allow him, if the father was out of town, to continue to eat truma, he might hold over here where the guy was in town, we don't allow to eat truma, because here Taka, is, is, his silence doesn't mean acquiescence. His silence here could be his angry. Why is he angry? Because why did you not come and tell him about the chuppah, right? So therefore, there, where the father was out of town, it wasn't around to ask. So here, where the father was around, and you chose not to mention it to him before you did it. This is where Rashi brings it. We're talking about he kept quiet. The fact that he's keeping quiet, this should be clearly indicative, not that he's acquiescing, but what? That he's seething, and therefore you cannot assume that you can eat truma. Rav Yirmbaba goes the other way. He says that like this. That even according to Rav Asi yesterday, Rav Asi said when the father was out of town, the father, again, the case was the father did the Kedushin, left town, and they did Nesuin. Right? He said you can't eat because we don't know what the father's going to react before he gets back, and therefore we can't eat until he gets back. He says, over there, because they were afraid the father's going to show up and said, hey, who gave you a right to go ahead and do the Nesuin? And we don't know what his feeling about it is. But over here, where the father is here, and we let him know, right? And he kept quiet and he didn't protest. So since he kept quiet and didn't protest, we can assume that what? That no, if he really felt bad about it, he would have said something. The fact he didn't say something, therefore his silence represents acquiescence. And therefore, even according to Asi yesterday, who says you have to wait for the father to get back and see how he reacts, here you don't have to, because here you see the father's keeping quiet, therefore you're allowed to continue on and let her eat truma. That is, he says, Abal Hacham, the Ishtik, it's clearly that he, was, uh, he, he, came to, uh, he, he came to peace with it, and she can continue to eat truma. Okay, now we're going to up the ante. Okay, this is the third scenario. This is a situation where everything was done with the father in the dark. Kedushin without him being here. Nesuin without him being here. Right? And he, uh, not without him being, without his, uh, without his knowledge. And he happens to be here in the city. Okay? Right. So now, what is the situation over here? Now, the way the way Rashi seems to understand it, which we'll explain it that way, means it didn't come out that only at the end he found out both Kedushin as soon as happened. No, that's not how it broke down. The way it broke down is they did the Kedushin first, didn't tell him, then they went to notify him and he kept quiet. Right? A few months later, they went and did the Nesuin without letting him know. Then they come tell him, and again he keeps quiet. So he, each step of the way, he found out afterwards, and each step of the way, he kept quiet. Now the question is, how, to what do we attribute his silence in terms of can she eat truma or not eat truma, right? So what's, 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 what it says over here? Two opinions again. Ravuna ama ocheles. Ravuna says something which the one is going to say face value is difficult to understand. Ocheles means that, that what? That he can eat truma. Here we have a question not only on the Nesuin, here there's a question even on the Kedushin. means Vishloma, if you know the Kedushin was a Kedushin Daraisa. So leave me Daraisa, you're allowed to eat Truma. The only question was, was there a good Nesuin? So fine, you could be lenient, let it continue to eat Truma. Here there's a question not only on the Chuppah, yeah, there's a question. The guy did not know about the Kedushin, kept quiet about the Kedushin. So says Rabbi Yirmi Bar Abba, he says, no, I'm not going to allow this, this situation for the girl to eat truma. So Gemara says like this, when Ula heard about this machlokus, Rav Huna and Rav Yirmi Bar Abba, who was a student of Rav Huna, he said, Had Rav Huna where this expression in Tainus. He says that this uh, opinion of Rav Huna, that you can eat truma, is like putting vinegar on your teeth, and like putting smoke in your eyes, which is another way of saying what? It makes no sense. I wouldn't use the word rubbish. But anyway, it makes no sense. It's not something that, uh, he says, it's beyond comprehension. Why? Because it's like this. He says that, what was Rav should situate, Rav position? Rav position is where you, for the father, agreed to the Kedushin, wasn't there. Right? Wasn't there for the 
Chuppah, right? It was in town, but it wasn't for the Chuppah. And there you were concerned. There we were concerned, can you eat the Truma? Where the Kedushin we know is a good Kedushin, just we were concerned about the Nesuit. And there is Makhbit, you can't eat the Truma. Here we're not only concerned about the Chuppah, we're also concerned about the Kedushin. And what, here you are going to allow it. Says, how can you reconcile that? that, that that's very beyond uh, reconciling. Where there was and still you're concerned to not let her eat. So also all the more so in this case. So therefore, Ula, uh, Ula uh, uh, recommends that in this case, near and Talmud, that the student's position seems to make more sense than that of the teacher. And Rav Yirmbar Abba, who says, don't eat truma, is the way to go. Right? So everybody with me, we have to try and understand how do you explain the position of Rav Uman. Now I'm going to tell you how Rashi learns it, and I'm going to leave you with a thought, but when you learn this more, you will clarify it. What, is it, what does Rav say? Rav says as follows. Listen to the way uh, Rashi explains it fit in the wording of the Gemara. Rashi says like this, we know there is a concept of what's a Yisom B'chayavia. What's Yisom Mechayavir? That she is considered like an orphan when the father's alive. What does it mean an orphan when the father's alive? We say that, for example, if there's a Ketana, that he did Kedushin, and then she had Nesuin. Once she goes into the Nesuin phase, so the father loses the rights of jurisdiction over her, right? And, what, and, 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 and similar to the case where the father dies, the girl can do her own Kedushin at that point. So too, once there's been Nesuin, then the girl can also do her own Nesuin. What the Gemara is going to suggest, it is the position here of, 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 uh, of Rav Huna, that since the father kept quiet, both after the Kedushin and after the Nesuin, right, without saying anything, it's as if he's abdicated his rights over the girl. And if it's as if he's abdicated his rights over the girl, she's considered to be like a Yesoma Bechaye Avia. And if she's considered to be like a Yesoma Bechaye Avia, then what she does on her own is considered to be valid. Now, the problem that I have with this, if you take a look, I think Bnei Shuiz discusses this as well, but that would only be rabbinical at most. That's not a derisa. So it means if you tell me she's allowed to eat truma, the most we could allow her to eat truma would be a truma on a truma de rabbonon. But remember, Rashi Shita throughout Shas is truma de rice is only on dagan tirish v'yitzar. Everything else is truma de rabbonon. It's machlok is the Rambam and Rashi. However, but, but, if, but if, if it's because we say it's like she's the Yisom B'chayavir, that only gives it a din to, to do Dirabon, another Dirabon. And that also could be that maybe because this whole, the Truma B'zman even on Dagan Tirish B'yitzar, is only Dirabon. That's maybe another way of getting out of it as well. But just pointing out, that's, the, that's what the Gemara is going to say. So I'm a Rava. My time, Ravuna, how do you understand the Pshat and Ravuna? Because since what's happening here is it's as if the father, the father, without doing anything about it, is has abdicated his rights. So she's acting like a Yisom in the lifetime. And therefore it has validity and therefore she can eat Truma. Take a look at the Rashi, okay? I just want to show you the Rashi inside. Right? In his lifetime, she got married. She did the Kedushin. And she also did the Nesuin on her own. Shalola died without his awareness. It's as if she's an orphan. Because a, 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 a woman with a, a girl with a father doesn't do Kedushin on her own and Nesuin on her own. And he sits back and keeps quiet about both things. Right? So therefore, so either we assume that he's abdicated his rights over her, or his silence is an acquiescence. Either way, it allows her to eat truma. Alright? The Bishlam is because if he agreed to do it, he got involved in the Kedushin. So he's showing his, his, his parental obligation. He did the Kedushin with her, and then they went into the Nesuit, and then he kept quiet. Then you can suggest that maybe his silence is because he's upset. 
right? So therefore, with one silence, he was really upset. But but to keep quiet in both times, if he truly was upset, he would have said something. He didn't say anything, so therefore it means one of two things. Either he's abdicated his right, or he agrees to it. That's, that's the Harashi lenses. Okay. Let's go. Itmar. It was stated. We have a situation where the Ketano went and performed Kedushin without notifying her father. So I'm a Rav. Rav says that either she or her father can be ma'akiv, can revoke, prevent this from being a valid kedushin. Now, the, the, there's, there's a discussion and they're showing him what this works. Let me take what I think I understand the clearest. I Meaning it's like this. We already learned yesterday, Rav and Shmuel's shita is, that if you get to the father and the father says, I agree, retroactively, right? It's considered to be a, uh, a it's good condition. Now, if he kept quiet, we said it depends because it had to be that there was a shadich. They would he had been discussing it before. So you can't assume his silence was that it's an acquiescence unless they had been discussing it before. But it's mashma though that if he doesn't keep quiet and he gives uh, he gives tacit approval, no, not tacit, it would be. Uh, not implicit. He actually gets explicit. explicit. Is that what what is tacit? Tacit means implicit. What do you mean? Anyway, he gets tacit. If he gives real approval, then it's mashma. Even without shadich, it works. But the point over here is: so once he agrees to what she did, all bets are off. That's a kedushin daraisa. But there is a window. There's a window between when she said yes to when he agrees. Now his whole approval is because he's backing what his daughter had to say. So therefore, what Rob is saying, therefore, she has a window between when he finds out and after she accepted, if she says, no, I changed my mind, at that point, he would only want to do what she wants. So therefore, if he found out that she backed backed out, then his agreement is not going to be objective when she's backing up. So that's, so he can, he can nix it because again, she needs his approval. And bottom line, until he finds out, she can nix it. That's, that's how I understand the shot of here is. All right, so when is like this? So therefore, Baini Baini Avi Yecholim Akef. Ravasi Amar Avi Yecholim Ravasi says, no, one second. He said like this. She, by accepting it, has played her cards. So once she accepts it, she can't go back and say, no, now I don't want it. So now the only one who can nix it at this point is the father. If he says, no, I don't want it, then it's not. Because I agree, I agree. But she, she's lost all rights by the fact that she agreed. Okay, so everyone hear the question here, the, 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 the machlokus over here. So Eisevei Rav Huna Rav Asi. So Rav Huna asks Rav Asi a following question. Now this, the, the understanding, at least in the Havamina, Explain something that is 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 uh, is as, as, as a difficult thing to do when you read Parshas Kiseitze. Now, in Parshas Kiseitze, we learn about two scenarios. We learn about when there's been a rape or when there's been a seduction, right? Now, what's fascinating in both cases, in the rape and the seduction, the perpetrator is obligated to marry the girl. Now, that's and that's a very big. Uh, the thing to understand, right? So my own relationship learns the case of rape. So much date rape. I mean, it could be they've been going out for a long time, and there's mixed mix, mix messages, whatever it is. It could be right, but, but put that aside. But the case of the seduction, the Gemara assumes right now. Listen to what the Gemara assumes. The Gemara assumes that really what's going on over here is that the man, the the, the man or the, the 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 perpetrator seduced the girl to accept kedushin. That's what the, understand. So it's not just he seduced her to have relations with him, but he seduced her. Now, what is the possible? The Gemara's assumption is right now. The Gemara's assumption. That's what the Gemara assumes what's the case. And therefore, what's the scenario? The scenario really is, then they go to the father, and the father has a right to determine, do I want to continue with this as, as a Kedushin or not? But we're going to see not only that, the girl also has a right to say, I don't want it. 
So, now, if it's that's the case, that's Mamash our case, where she accepted Kedushin, right? And now, yeah, both either right. she or the father have a right to nix it. So the one is asking Akash and Ravasi, this understanding, at least of what we have, clearly seems to follow Rav and does not go with the position of Ravasi. Right? Any other question? So the one says like this. So Ace Ravuna Ravasi. So Ravuna asked the question. Ravuna was a parliament of Rav, and he's asking Akash on Ravasi. Amri Lan, some say it was Rachir Rav, Rachir, the son of Rav, is asking the question on Rav Asi. It says, Iman Yemayin Aviyah, the Pazik says, if he refuse, he will refuse, the father. Meaning the father refuses to accept this guy as his son-in-law, right? Then it says, then, there, then there's a penalty that is, a, that is he has to pay, more Basulas, he has to pay the dowry of a virgin. Because she was a psula, he has to pay the, the, the girl and the father the mara basulas. The father has to give the money of whatever it was, 200 zoos, whatever it was. Now, aim the Ella, I think it's 50 shekel, whatever it is. So, aim the Ella Avia. Now, the Bryce continues, I only see from the, the, the Pasuk that says if the father refuses, means the father has the right to say, I don't want this fellow as a son in law. He asks more, how do we know that we also allow her, right, to speak up and say, I don't want this fellow as a son-in-law, right? He asks more, the double language. Why is it safe? It's only referring to the father. Why does he use a double language? The double language tells him, not only do we give the father the right to open his mouth and say, I don't want this guy, she can do that as well. So they have Mikoma come under all circumstances, either father or he. So now, if the case is, again, I, I set up the case, if it's Taka that the seduction was that he was seduced her to marry him, and now we're giving either the father or the girl the right of refusal afterwards, that would mamash seem Rav's position in the machlokas between Ravuna and, and Ravasi and Rav. And it's against Ravasi, because Ravasi uh, learned that the girl, once she accepted, can no longer retract. So when we see, you see the integrity of the, the, the Tanoim here. Even though this was a proof in the support of Rav, Rav says, guys, I appreciate what you're trying to do over here, but, but let, let's, let's, let's keep honest over here. Why? Because the case in the Torah is not referring where the seduction was done for the sake of marriage. The case over there was, he seduced her. Now the question is, can we move forward to the, should we move forward to a marriage or not? Now, once you learn that, then it has nothing to do with the machlokas, Rav Asi and Rav, right? Everyone hear that? So, when says like this, so, Amaluhu Rav, Loisiz Lubasar Ibcha, Loisiz Lubasar means, don't go, literally means, don't go opposite logic. Don't go opposite logic means, don't create a scenario that's really not the logical scenario just to be able to ask a question. Why? Because Yachalishnilachu, because Ravasi can answer you very simply. He says, that the case in the Torah is not talking about whether seduction was for the sake of marriage, but actually was a pitui for the sake of just having relations, but not for the sake of issues, for the sake of marriage. Right? Everyone with me? Now, the Gemara has a problem with that. Listen to the more very interesting. Where it says, if in fact we're talking about here there was a seduction that was done that was not done for the sake of marriage, then what do you have to tell me that the father can say no? <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't have to agree to a marriage or whatever. The Torah's going to force him to say yes? Bishlom, if a marriage taka took place, then you tell me there's a chiddush, there's a window that the father can nix it and the girl can nix it. But if you're telling me that no marriage has taken place, so what's the Kiddush that the father and the girl can nix it? Because in, in an instance of Pitu, it's like there, there kicks in something where then he has to marry her. And I think no, but, but, but he doesn't have. So therefore, the, fa- the father can't, why would you think the father can't say no? He doesn't want it. The father can say no. Yeah, the, 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 maybe the seducer has it. But, but the father, but you don't have to tell me the father can say no. Of course he can say no. You don't have to, if it was already a marriage, and the question is... I understand is that, what you're saying. You're yeah. saying basically, hey, if, the, if he's, he's obligated to do it, maybe you also have to go on. No, but, he could say, no, but that's, no. Not log- that's not a no, logical no, thing. No, but they already have relations. You could say, argue that this is already happened. Ma- they already have no, no, not if it's like, not every znus is considered a marriage. We don't, meaning if it's done with Shane Kedushin, I understand, but it's not done, it's not. So when it says like this, 
If this was a seduction, not for the sake of marriage. Crow boy, I need a posuk. What do I need a posuk to say that father can nix it? Of course, the father, it's not, he's not nixing anything. He's just preventing there from the guy becoming a son-in-law. Now the Kiddush over here is as follows. Is what the novelty is not that the father can say no, but the novelty is if he's here and saying, guys, I'm ready to marry her, and either she or the father nicks it, that now that he has to pay, he could argue, why should I have to pay? I'm willing to do my end. I'm willing to take her as a wife. You, that's, your, that's on you now. Kamash Malan, no, no, no. If they say no, then you have to go ahead and pay. All right? So, right, even, even if she says no, even the father says, I'm ready to do it. But she says no. Tazus learns, Tazus learns that even if she says no, the father could still say yes, because the father has a right to say yes over the girl. Still, but if she says no and the father says yes, and therefore the, sedu- the seducer has to marry, the father gets the they're still going to be, they'll still be a knas, because she said no. That does, that's, a, that's a big chiddush. In this situation, Ravasi also holds that she cannot say no, or only the father, or this is a different situation? No, the, the Torah says both father and the girl can say no. The, just, the chiddush of Tosus is that even if she says no, the father could still say yes and override her, just that the knas will have to be kicked in because she said no. Doesn't the knas get kicked in regardless of if it No, the by a rapist, not by a seducer. By a seducer. Oh, seducer right, right. All right. Amalei Rabbi Yosef. If so, now the word is a little bit different than normal. Normally you ask, if like you ask a question, if so, Rajas no, means now that you've explained that that's the shot in the Torah, now I understand. So the means now I understand the next, uh, the next thing. So Hana Desain Nasanina, we have over here, what is that? A, 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 uh, a, a, I don't know this is, what's a Brysa? Yeah. There's Brysa, we have a Brysa that says, Mari Marena Loyla Isha. He had mohar over here means a lotion of dowry. That now, I understand now, he has to give her the dowry, he has to give her, that's the payment you make for the sake of marriage. It says that, that if, the, the, if they agree, then you have to give a dowry to shame the marriage. It's now I understand it, because she's, they're not officially married. The way we're explaining that comes out good, because the bia was a bia l'shem's nus. Now you want to get married, now you have to be makadashur, and what do you have to pay? You have to pay her what you normally would have given a virgin for the sake of marriage. You can't say, well, it's not a virgin. You pay her for the sake of virgin. But I understand, because you need a new Maisa Kedushin. Why do you need a new Maisa Kedushin? Because the other one was not a good Maisa Kedushin. So this fits very good that we're saying that the issue is, the, the answer we're giving right now is that the issue is what not done originally shame Kedushin. And now you need a new Maisa Kedushin. So what it says like this. So it says the Gemara, now, so let, let's see inside. Moim ran a little isha. Should tzricha mena kedushin? That means you have to do a ma'aseh kedushin with the payment done the sh- for what the Mora basulus would be. Now, in pidol shem isha, so the Gemara points out. Now, but if you're telling me like we thought in the havamina that the actual seduction is already done and she's already considered to be mikudeshes, right? So then kedushin lamali. Then why do you have to go ahead and do a new ma'aseh kedushin? Why do you have to now give the ma'aseh kedushin? Right? So therefore, it would seem to support the fact that the way we're explaining the posuk that what? That the pitoy was not done the shame kedushin yes. is valid. So I'm going to have Bias is not such a raya. He says, still, it could be like this. It could be the father has the right still to say, listen, I, you might have thought you're doing that the shame kedushin. That's not a way my daughter's going to be Mukudesh. I don't accept that, and therefore we can insist that what? You do a new Maizah Kedushin. But it's not a Raya necessarily that the original Pitu was not done. L'shem Kedushin. I mean, to bring this as a Raya that must be that the original one wasn't done, was why do you have to be Makadashur again? I'll tell you why I have Makadashur again. Because can, we can very easily hear the father saying that what? You're going to go ahead and Makadash my daughter that way? That's not happening. You want to Makadash my daughter? This is the way you have to Makadash my daughter. So it's not a Raya for sure that that was not done L'shem Kedushin. Okay. Let's go back to it. Zog de Mishnah. We already quoted this before, right? Ha'omer le'ishe scotch libi tomorrow zoo. Person says to a woman, Haret Makadesh has with this date, right? He's scotchly bazoo, and then he continued on. He said again, he's scotchly and he presents her a different date, all right? He got five times, he's got five dates lined up in front of her. 
The halacha is as follows. If any one of them is the value of a pruta, then it's makudashis. But if only collectively it equals to be a pruta, but on its own, not, there's no one date on its own that's worth a pruta, but in love, and Why? Because since the time of this Mishnah Hogan, says from Shimon, he holds that every time you say Skachali, you're making a new Maisa Kedushin. So therefore, we can't say it's a cumulative impact. It's not one long Maisa Kedushin, it's five separate Maisa Kedushins, and therefore, in each case, it was less than a pruta, Mikudashis, right? However, if he would say to her, Mekudeshes, he used not, the... If, if they're older, it's not that old. It's not right. Now, however, if he said, Haret Mekudeshes Li, and he never said each time Mekudeshes a separate time when he handed her. He said, Mekudeshes Li, Bazoo, 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 Bazoo. Then if we look at it as one long Maisa Kedushin, then even if each date on its own is not equal to be a Pruta, but collectively... They are, then what's the halacha? Zub, zub, zub. Im ye shavet pruta bekulan, collectively mekudeshes. Im lam, and then even in such a case, it's still all five of them don't equal to a pruta, then obviously it is a mekudeshes. Now, there's a third scenario. Now, the one is going to discuss whether this third scenario attaches itself to the first ruling, or the third scenario attaches itself to the second scenario. We're going to see. Now, haizo cheles, as he handed it to her, she's hungry. He gives the date, she pops it in her mouth. Gives the date, he pops it in her mouth, right? In such a case, she's not Mekudeshes unless at least one of them, the symbolism Now, what is that, which case is going on the two scenarios, the Gemara will discuss. Now, says the Gemara, who is the opinion that says that in order for it to be viewed as five separate acts, you need the word Hiskachi to be mentioned each time. But if you left out the word hiskachi, and you said only hiskachi at the beginning, even though you're delineating them separately, bazoo, 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 we still would view it as one long act of condition. Who's cheated? Some rabbo, it's Rav Shimon he. This is Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon in Masecha Shvuas holds the following. A person has five people come to claim that they owe him, that he, owe, he owes them money. Now, if you swear falsely, you have to bring a carbon, you have to pay a principal plus a fifth, so therefore like this. So Rav Shimon says, if you say to each one, Shvua, I don't owe you. Shvua, I don't owe you. Shvua, I don't owe you, you'll have to bring five carbonas. But if you only said one time, Shvua, I don't owe you, I don't owe you, I don't owe you, I don't owe you. We, even though he, uh, it's five denials, but he only said the word Shvua in the beginning one time, it's looked as one long denial, and he only has to bring one carbon. Says that Rav Shimon really fits very well into the Tana of our Mishnah. That means Rav Shimon is the Tana of our Mishnah. Okay? Now, so there Rav you only high five if you said Shvua to each one. Let's go weiter. Now, we're going now on the last case. The last case, let's go through again. The first case was, he said Iskachi each time, right? So that's considered like five separate acts of Kedushin. So therefore we had at least one of the dates have to be of the Bruta, because you can't join them. Why can't you collect them? Because you separate them. Because it's considered five separate acts, right? And the second case was, you said Iskachi once, so since it's looked at as one long, it doesn't, the Kedushin doesn't end until you give her the last date. As long as collectively it equals one pruta, you can add them all together, Mikudashis. The third case was as you say, as you give it to her, she eats it. So it doesn't exist already by before the, the each one doesn't exist before the next one. We said in that case it's only Mikudashis if what? One of them is a Shava Pruta. Ahai. Which case, we're going to now go through the process of elimination, which that third ruling, does it attach itself to the first ruling or is it attached to the center? What's the scenario that we're discussing in the third ruling? Now, maybe it's going on the first case. The one says it doesn't make sense to be going on the first case. What's the first case? The first case was you made five separate actions, right? So they said even without eating, What's the ruling? Even if she doesn't eat it, so one of them, one of them has to be with Shabbat Ruth. So then what's the, and if she eats it, then it has to be one of them. Even without eating, one of them has to be not just if you eat it. So what's the purpose of the third case if it's attaching itself to the first case? I, even without eating, one of them has to be a Shabbat Ruth to be Kodesh. So clearly it doesn't fit if you try to attach it to the first case. Is it clear why? Okay. 
Tomorrow says like this. Maybe we're going to tell him going to the ratio. So my area, why are you discussing where she eats it? I feel the even if she puts it down. Nami, right? It doesn't, it's not like the high scotchly bazooka. He's saying each one is scotchly made of five different actions. It only works if one of them is worth a pruta. Ella must be going a safer, right? So now, let's go through this because this gets a little bit interesting over here. So let's say it's going on the second case. The second case, he said one is scotchly. All right. So when it's actually, it says that if she doesn't eat it, you can add them all together. So what is it saying over here? But if she does eat it, then you can't add them together. One, they, they, they have to, because it's not going to be here by the end. It's not, so eat one, at least one of them had to be a pruta. But the one is going to ask the following question. One second. It's one long act of kedushin. So let's say over here, for argument's sake, they all totaled four prutas. Together, the five dates equaled four prutas. Let's just say. Now, the problem over here is, is that Kedushin, the, the, the act of Kedushin only ends when? After he hands her the last date. If he's consumed the first four, she, if she consumed the first four dates, all right, at that point, when the Kedushin ends, they're, not longer, they're no longer here. So what can you tell him? Well, she ate them, so she owes him the money. So then he's being Makata show with money, that she, that she owes him. We learned in the beginning of the first, in the parak that what did we learn in the Masefta? Makadosh from Milvi tried Makadosh with a loan. So how could it be that if any one of them is worth a brut, it can't be any one of them. If it's, if it's one of the earlier ones, and it was worth a brut, you, you can't be Makadosh with that one. Why can't you be Makadosh with that one? Because you're Makadosh with a loan. You can't be Makadosh with a loan. Now the point over here is, because the Kedushin only ends after the fifth one's been given, and if you mean Makadosh with one that's already been consumed, at that point, Makadosh with something doesn't exist, that she only owes him, then you Makadosh with a milva, right? Everyone has the problem here. So says the Gemara of Afila, but Kamaisa, Kamaisa means the early, the first one, could also mean the earlier ones. Means you Makadosh with an earlier one that was worth the pruta. Baha milva, is that not at this point, if it doesn't exist anymore, alone, right? And actually, there's a machlokas, we're going to see there's a machlokas where the Makadosh with milva works on a machlokas on But if this is the case of here, then this should be a kasha on the opinions that hold you could, that you're not allowed to be Makadosh for Milva, right, in which we actually pass in that way. And this Mishnah that you're learning, that's the only way, that, how could you be ruling against the, uh, what, what, what the, way is, the way you're learning the Mishnah, the way you understand the Mishnah, how could it be that it comes out that you could be Makadosh for Milva and we held you can't be Makadosh for Milva. So Amar of Yochanan, Hare Shulchan, we have the table set in front of us. Hare Basar, we have the meat in front of us. Hare Sakin, we have the knife. Ein lana, the, the, the Bach answered, Ein lana pelecho. We don't have the mouth to eat. Meaning, all the elements are here, but we can't explain it. We don't understand how to, this is a very strong question. How do you explain this Mishnah? So we have two ways of explaining this Mishnah. Rav and Shmuel, Amri Travayu, Le'olam Aresha. Now what they're going to say is going back on the Resha. Let me explain it outside, we'll see it inside. Now, going back on the Resha, how does it work if it's going back on the Resha? What it, right, it means like this. The Resha, the problem with going on the Resha was, is each one's a separate mice. Huh? And therefore we said that it has to be that at least one of them is worth the brood. Now, the case over there was, is we said even if she doesn't consume it, it has been. So why do you have to tell me she's consuming each one, each one's a separate mice, it had to be worth a pruta. What do you, what do you have to cons- Even without consuming it, it has to be a pruta. So what's the difference means whether she's consuming it or not? So how could that third case attach itself to the first case? Right, so one's gonna add a svara. Generally, how are things evaluated? How do you give value to something, okay? So there's a market price, what things are worth. Sometimes there's not just necessarily an objective marketplace. If there's something that I really want for myself, sometimes it's worth more to me than what the marketplace. You could have thought the fact that she's popping it into her mouth, she's hungry, so to her she's getting instant gratification from what's being given to her. So therefore, even if the market price would be less than a pruta, maybe for her it's considered to be a pruta, and therefore it should be considered mekodeshes, because to her it's like a pruta. Kamash Malan, unless it's actually worth the pruta, we had a swirl like this also earlier in the Masefta, unless it's actually worth the pruta, that's the Kiddush, means you could attach it to the first one, and there's a novelty being said, that's the Rav and Shmuel's explanation. So what is it like this? The Mar says, Lama Baya Kama, it's telling you that a, 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 a call shakane. Lama Baya Menachas, for sure, when it's placed in front of her, it only works if any one of them was worth a pruta. Yes, in front of it's worth a pruta, yes, if not, not. 
But you might think where she's eating them. Since her pleasure is close to her, I mean, she's getting instant gratification for what you're giving to her. Maybe she's willing to sell herself, even though something that's objectively not a pruta, to her maybe it's worth at least a pruta. And she's marking herself over. Kamash Malan, that no, it doesn't work like that. We don't go by subjective because of the pleasure factor, we go based on what its real value is. And real value is less than a pruta doesn't work. That's the Kiddush. So that would be now, that explanation of Ramach Shmuel attaches the third statement to which one? To the first one. To the first one. Rav says no. La'olam ha'sefer. You can actually attach it to the, to the first one. Now the problem with the, attaching to the second statement. The problem attaching to the second statement is it's, it's mashma that if one of them was worth a, 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 a pruta, it's mekudesh. The question was, what do you mean? If she consumed it already and the condition is only over at the end, then you've been mekadashur with one of the earlier dates. It doesn't exist anymore. What you're doing is being mekadashur with a milva. So he says what it means, one, if, if it says if, if one is worth a pruta, it's the last one. You have to quetch it a little bit. But he says, that's the way to learn the Mishnah. If, if, if one was worth a prutong, it's Mekudeshes. Which one? If she's eating it as long. Because if the last one was, which when the Kedushin completed, then it wouldn't be a milva anymore. That's the one you've been kind of The last one was worth a pruta. That's how to understand it. That's, how, that's what Ravami is saying. He says, well, I'm going to say, what does it mean? One of them is worth a pruta. It means the last one has to be worth a pruta. So I'm a rubbish. There are three things that we learned from Rav Ami's statement. One, he obviously is agreeing with the opinion that said Makadash with a load, it's an Makadashis. What's the proof of your proof? Because he's doing calisthenics to try to avoid that question. Right? Our question is, one of the early ones was a Prucha to be Mekadosh Mimilva. He's forced to say it means the last one. Why is he forced to say that? Because he agrees with the question that it would have been one of the earlier ones. You mean Mekadosh Mimilva. So clearly you see from him that he holds the halacha is that what? That in Mekadosh Mimilva ain't a Mekadosh. That's the first thing we see. Shmami na Mekadosh Mimilva Prucha daita Prucha. The second thing you see, which is a very good point over here. Let's say the guy actually gave her five dates. All right? And she consumes each one. Now, let's say the total amount of the five dates happened to be five putas, right? Now, if in her mind it's been Makadashu with five putas, they have a problem over here. Because out of those five putas, four of them are not valid to be Makadish. The only one that's valid to be Makadish right now is the last one. So therefore, you see from here that a, a man that, 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 that they're saying to you, listen, I, you go to a woman, listen, be Makadash me, I'm being mochal on my chov, and he has 50 bucks. You see that the mind is on the 50 bucks. Because if she thinks she's become a Kodesh's with the 250, it would be Adam a Kodesh's. No. So if, if there was a Milva and a Pruta involved, her mind is specifically on the Pruta and not on the Milva Pruta. And therefore, it and, and therefore it works. And therefore you see the same thing here because you can rely on the last one even though you cannot rely on the early one. And it's very important that she understands clearly what she's becoming a Kodesh's with. That's why, by the way, when we mechanish with a ring, you don't put stones on it. All right, why don't we put stones? Because let's say you put a stone, she looks like a 10 carat ring that's worth uh, $50,000, and it ends up that you make a show with a cubic zirconia, right? It would be Anna Makadeshis, because in her mind, so you want to get, this is, huh. uh, this is the, the, a pruta. This is at least a pruta. You make a with a pruta, but because if it looks like it's worth a lot more, it could end up being a problem, right? We, we, get, we understand that, right? Right. Okay, so Moses is like this. So Shmami Namakadish Bamilva Pruta, Daita Pruta, the Das is focusing on the Pruta, not on the previous Milva. And the last thing, which is also, this has, by the way, this is such an issue that always comes up. Right? Broken engagements, you give, the, you give back the ring. Right? Wait, so what we're seeing over here too is that let's say a guy is counting out the money. 50, I'm going you with $500, 100, 200, and by the last one, he gets cold feet and backs out. What's the status of the 400? There's two ways to have looked at it. You could either say the 400 is a gift, hold on to it, it's yours, or no, I'm giving it to you as a picado. I'm giving it to watch. It's with a watch on condition the marriage goes through. The marriage goes through, you keep all 500. If the marriage doesn't go through, then what do you have to do with the 400? Give it back. The fact that we're calling it a loan the dates are alone until that last one clearly shows how are we viewing this? We're viewing it as a picardon, not as a gift. 
Because if we were viewing it as a gift, then there wouldn't have been a problem altogether. The fact she ate it, you're not being Makadosh with a loan. You're giving her as a gift, Almanas, that it would be a condition, that it should be Makadoshes, even if she ate it. Right? So therefore, clear? No, yes, no. Much just like it. So Shmamina Maz that generally the money that was given um, for the sake of Kedushin would normally come back if the Kedushin doesn't go through, and that's what makes it into being like a loan. Itmar, this itself was stated. Uh, now we had this, uh, this is a, fa- a fascinating case. A guy goes over to his sister and he says, Here's a thousand dollars and a Makadash shoe with a thousand dollars. Makadash Choso, Rav Ramaz Choso. Rav says she's got to give back the money. Okay? Shmuel Amar Maus Matana. Shmuel says, no, she doesn't have to give that money. The money is kept as a gift. She can keep it. So what's the machlokas? Rav Armaz Chosrin, because Adam Yudan ain't the Dushan tells him about He says, why? Because he says, everybody knows you can't be Makarish your sister. So what are you actually doing over here? He's giving it to her because he wants her to watch it. He's not giving it to her to Makadosh her. Why is he not giving it to Makadosh? He knows you can't. So he's giving it to her. I'm, 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 I don't want to hold on to $1,000. I'm going into the market right now. Here, hold on to it. I have Makadosh with this $1,000. Someone says, well, if he wants her to watch it, what do you have to say? Kedushin, just say, I want you to watch it. Let me say, He says, he would just said, I want you to watch it. She wouldn't accept it. She might say, oh, no, I don't want to watch it. You watch it. You say, therefore, he said, you have to understand exactly therefore what, but she doesn't realize, she my brother, I mean, oh, it's cute. But bottom line is, so she's accepting it because he said, Kedushin, but at the end of the day, she has to watch it. It's not a gift. Because Sava Allah Mikabla, he says, he thought, just to say, I want you to watch it, she would not accept it. That's why he only said the Shem Kedushin. Shmuel on Mas Matana, he says, using a similar line of thought, but he says it's clearly a gift. Why? Because Adam Yadan Shem Kedushin tells Machos, everybody knows you can't make your sister. So what's he giving her the money for? Obviously, this is a way that he's trying, a ruse that he's giving it to her not to be Makanisher. He wants her to give it not just as a Mikadon, he actually wants to give it as a Matana. So why didn't you just say give it as a matana? Because very often people are uncomfortable taking things as a matana. So this like became a ruse to be able to give her a matana. The name of Allah, the Shum Matana. So she thinks that he thinks that it'll be embarrassing to her and she won't accept it. That's why he does it. So it comes a very interesting thing. The man knows he's not being Makadashur. The question is, what is his intent? His intent that she should watch it, but she has to give it back to him. Or is it a matona? That's a machlokas rav and shmuel. Alright? So Masiv Ravina. Ravina has the following question. We know if a person has five pounds of dough, Israel has five pounds of dough, that now what kicks in, it becomes tevo, and you have to give challah. Before you can consume it, you gotta give challah to the Kohen. You have to take off a piece. We actually call challah Friday night challah, but it's interesting. That's not what true challah. True challah is, is the portion that's taken off the five pounds and given. Whether it's the rice today, it's only the rabbonim today. A, but the point is, it is challah. There's the din of challah. So I'm afresh chaloso, but what the guy, the, straw, the, the farmer, gave it as flour. It wasn't in the dough form. Now we're going to see that the real that the chiyuv only kicks in when it's made into dough, which means when he, the farmer gave it to the to the kohen, it really hadn't did not have a chiyuv of challah yet because he gave it as flour. Okay, so amavish chalos of kemach ain't a challah. This does not have a status of challah. It doesn't have a din of the truma aspect of challah. The gezel yarkon. It's actually gezel for the kohen to hold on to it. What does the kohen have to do? He's got to give it to the farmer, and he says, when you bake and you make it into a dough, come back and give it to me, all right? Now, what's the question over here? The question is on, 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 on uh, Shmuel, I believe, right? Who says that it's a matona? Yeah, it's Shmuel, Shmuel, right. Shmuel said that if somebody knows something doesn't work, and he's giving it anyway, then you can keep it as a matona. So why don't we say the same thing? Everybody knows. Challah has to be in dough form, not in flour form. So why should the Kohen have to give this back as otherwise it's Gezel? Let him hold on to it. Clearly what the farmer must have meant is to give him... It was a gift. Right, ever, ever, ever any other question? Someone says like this, by my Gezel, the Yad Kohen, why is it considered theft for the Kohen to hold on to it? Name by one we say Shmuel Svara that he said before by the Kedushin, Adam Yadeyash Ein Mafrishin Challah Kemach. Everybody knows that you cannot give uh, 
flour as challah, but not so matana. He gave it as a mishum matana. So Gemara says like this. I'll tell you what the problem is. The problem is like this. Let me explain it outside, and then you guys are gonna have a question on it, but we'll explain it. The problem is like this. Let's say the Kohen has, uh, has four and a half pounds of dough, right? He has four and a half pounds of dough, and he was like his own farm, backyard farmer. He has four and a half pounds of dough, and now, and, and he wants to bake it. Now, he also would have to normally separate challah, even though it's a con. He could separate it and keep it himself, but he has to separate it. But we know that since it's only four and a half pounds, he doesn't have to separate it. Now, he gets a half a pound of flour from the Yisroel. All right? He's okay. I'm just going to add it to my batter. I, now it's going to be over five pounds. Not a problem, because what was given to me in his mind, it was given as challah. If it's given as challah, it will not tip me over the five pounds of my existing batter, and I can consume my existing batter without separating challah. We're concerned that that might happen. Everyone understand the problem over here? Yisrael gives him a half a pound of flour. We said, give it back to Yisrael. I said, why do you have to give it back to Yisrael? Hold on to it. It's, right, you're giving us a gift. He says, because we're concerned that what might happen is that if he has his own batter, which is not yet five pounds, and he adds this in, this might tip the scale. Now, he's not going to take truma because he thinks that the half a pound that was given to him was, was, was already truma. That doesn't tip the scale. And then he'll consume but really, that, that flower was, 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 was not. And this actually is now chai of chaladeraisa. Right? So therefore, like this. Shani Osam, the reason we don't let him hold it, you're right, technically, Shmuel should be a matana, should be able to hold of it. But the Navik Khurba, but I mean, no, but a, a, something destructive can come out of it. Because Zimnan, the East, Leila Kohen, Pachas, Mechamish, Revoyim, sometimes he has less than five quarter kavim. Five quarter kavim is the amount that triggers the chaladeraisa, which is five pounds. He has less than five pounds. Uh, right, of kemach, of, of, of flour. Vahai, and now this that he took from the farmer, he'll add to his batter, which now will tip the scale of making it over five. Alish he'll, he'll uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, knead it in to the, to the batter, right? Kasavan is kanisaza. He thinks that his Esau, he thinks his dough is fixed. Because you don't have this tipping the scale at five. Why don't you have tipping the scales off? Because he thinks that what was added was chal anyway, so it doesn't tip the scale. It doesn't make it a tevil. For us, it's going to eat the whole thing in tevil. So, in one second, why would the Kohen think that? You just got through saying everybody knows that there's no din chala on flour. So, why would you think that that's a problem? Right? Everyone knows, that's a very strong question. You just said your whole question, the original was predicated. Why can't you keep it? Clearly, everyone knows that you can't give chala with flour, so then it's given to him as a gift. Someone says like this No, 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 no. You did you not? Someone says like this Everyone knows that you cannot give a Kohen flour, but don't, people don't realize the reason. He, the Kohen, thinks. You're not allowed to give me flour because you're not allowed to put the extra effort on me that now I have to go ahead and make that flour into a batter. But he thinks, but if I do accept it, then I'm the Michael on the Tircha. So therefore it does become, that's what he thinks. That's why, even though you're right, Minat Torah, it really doesn't become Chala. But he thinks that now that I accepted it, it would. That's why you could still have a problem with it. He knows the farmer's not allowed to give him Chala from Kemach, from flour. But he doesn't realize the reason for it. He doesn't realize because only a dough triggers the, 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 the chiyuv, not flour. He thinks the reason is my is Mishum Tircha the Kohen. This is something for the benefit of the Kohen to avoid him having the hassle of making it into a dough. But Tircha the Kohen, but he obviously willing to accept it. He's being mochel on that Tircha. So he thinks, therefore, it does get the status of Chala. He adds it to his existing batch, thinking the whole thing is Potter, and it's Rechav. That's why we make him give it back, so he won't add it to his existing batch. Says the more like this. But to have it, Shum, that's like this. Is still, if you want to help the Kohen, because the problem over here is you're trying to help the Kohen. Really, the, and, and technically, the intent of the farm, he said, was a gift. Because that's Shmuel's Shita. When you give something that you know is he says, but, so why are you making me give it back? There's a way to fix this. The way you fix it is you say, is farmer. I mean, you say, I'm saying, you say Cohen. Cohen, this has a status of Truma. Now, once you give it a status of Truma, all right, you say it's Truma. Now, the problem is that he might, he might think he can add it to existing batch. But you tell him, even though it's considered Truma, 
we still require that you separate truma from it, challah. Means even though it's challah, you still have to separate challah from it. Now, why does that help? Because now, since he knows you still have to separate challah from it, he's not going to want to add it to his existing batch. Now, what's the benefit from him? Because now he only has to give a portion of it away, and then he can hold on to the rest of it. And therefore, why make him give the whole thing back? Now, he doesn't really have to take truma from another place, Rashi learns other places. It means you just have to take off a piece of it. But the point is, by doing that, you benefited him because you can hold on to it, and you're protecting him that he's not going to add it to his batter. Yeah, couldn't he take from what was given to him, take it out? Now it's not a half a pound anymore. It's a little bit less than that. He right. mixes it with everything else. He's under five. He's still okay. He can make it then. You're saying is that if, if what the amount that's going to be taken... No, but once, once you... You're saying is okay, fine. Let's say he does go ahead and do that. So he no longer has a half a pound. He has four and a half of his own. The guy gives him a half. He says, right. you gotta take truma from it. He takes truma from this. He now doesn't have a half. He's got just under a half. So he's got a little bit less than a half. Plus his four and a half is now less you than You could five. still have he a, still, uh, it's he, a nice question. I hear that. I don't have an answer for that. That's a good question. All right. So what it says like this. So what it says, V'dahave truma, so therefore, why can't you give it still a status of truma, but tell him he's not allowed to eat it until it's separated from something else? So it says, and where do you see precedent for that? I mean, that's, why would you do that? Where do you see, we have precedent. Milo Tanan, we have the following scenario. Let's say you have a farmer that had two batches of produce. One came from a perforated pot, and one came from a non-perforated prod. Now, a perforated prod is considered like it's attached to the ground. Right. There's holes about, and therefore that's high of truma. That's high of in truma semaizus the rice. The other part was not perforated, which means it's only high of the Now, what this fellow did, the farmer did, he separated from the pile that's perforated to take off the tevel from the non from the non-perforated, and he gives it to a kohen. Now the problem is that that still is Tevel Doraisa. Why is it still Tevel Doraisa? Because it cannot work as Trumas and Maestres, as Truma. It cannot be Truma for the unperforated part. Because the unperforated Tvatmina Torah is not higher. It doesn't have Tevel. So you've actually just given the Kohen Tevel. Right? So therefore, what's the Aloha? Milo tonight, we're not learning the Mishnah. Mina Nokov Al Sha'ena Nokov. You took from a pile of, um, that came from a produce from a perforated pot, Al Sha'ena Nokov, and a pile that's from an unperforated pot. Right? So now, so therefore, like Sha'ena Nokov, Trumba Veloisa the status we give it is we tell him is, it is considered to be Trumba, but don't eat it until you take Trumba from it again. You have to separate trumas and maeser from another place. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be from another place, but you have to separate trumas and maeser on it, right? That will stop him from eating it right away and, and protect him. So you see, there is a concept. Let him hold on to it and give it a dinner of truma, but also tell him it has to be fixed, all right? So therefore, so therefore why can't we do the same thing now in the case of the flour? Don't make him have to give the whole thing back. Give it a status of truma, of challah, and just tell him you still have to take challah from it again. And then he won't add it to the batter. Your question is, well, after he takes it, he'll add it to the batter. Good question, I hear. Now, the point is like this. The one says, I'll tell you why. Because we understand the psychology of people. If you tell a Kohen, you know, the farmer messed up. There's two parts. One was perforated, one was not perforated. He can understand that I'm going to give it a status of truma, but you still have to fix it because he, there was a mistake made, right? It, it's taken, but here it's all coming from the same batter. And therefore in his mind, how can you tell me that it's truma and yet I have to go ahead and take it again? And he's not gonna buy into it and he's gonna think that the whole thing's truma without even fixing it and he's not going to add it. What's it? And he's uh, uh, that, that, that answers your question. That answers your question too. Because the truth of the matter is, if you give him flour, all right, so what, you, what is he going to do? Yeah, okay, so therefore like this. He's going to go ahead and make it into a batter, yeah. take off a little bit. Now what are you saying? Well, he's going to add it now to the new batter. It doesn't matter because it's already, it's, it is taka minatora. Right. So therefore it, it doesn't, it won't, it won't tip his scale. The only question is if he, tip, he adds it in as flour, that could still be a problem. But anyway, let's keep going. 
so therefore, Adja Yotza Alea Trumay Mazim Makamacher. But it says that's not a problem because Tremani Tsois, Bechadmanaloit Tsois. A person will listen to the distinction when it's coming from two different vessels. He'll understand one was perforated, one was not perforated. It's the Rabbanim, the Raisa, he'll listen to you. He'll listen. But if it's all from the same thing, what do you mean? It's either Truma, it's not Truma. It can't be halfway. So therefore, he's not going to listen. That's why it's still a problem. That's answer number one. All right? Ebois Ema. That all you could say is like this. Le'olam koin matrix ties. The issue over here is not the Kohen. Alright? The issue is not the Kohen. The Kohen's not going to be problematic. The Kohen Taka, you could, if he would have held on to it, he would have done it correctly. And you're not worried about the Kohen messing up. You know what the problem is? The farmer. Right? The farmer's going to mess up. Why? Because Balabayas in his Kanisazah. The problem over here is even if the Kohen gives it back to him, right? What's going to happen over here is that the 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 the, the farm the um, the Balabais is going to think okay fine he doesn't want it he's giving back that's his prerogative but at the end of the day I, I took care of what I had to and the rest of it now I can make into a batter and I can go ahead and eat it without and he doesn't realize but what you gave didn't work why didn't it work because it was only in flower stage it wasn't in. Uh, with an dough stage. And he's going to end up eating tevil. I, didn't we just say, is what do you mean? We said everybody knows that you can't give it as a, uh, as far. So the, 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 uh, let me just, just tweak this a little bit. Our question is why can't you let the, 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 the Cohen hold on to it? That was our question. The question is because if he does hold on to it, He's going to think it was taken care of. None of it gets it back. By giving it back, he understands now that it wasn't taken care of. That's why you have to give it back. Why not let him hold on to it? Because if you let him hold on to it, he thinks it was fixed. But everyone knows. We just said it. Everyone knows you can't give flour. Where says, again, the same thing. Everybody knows you can't give flour, maybe, but he thinks it's because of the Kohen. You can't do that to the Kohen. But if the Kohen accepted it, he thinks it works. Someone says, your day of Eina, your day. He talks knows. Your day of my vision, Chala Kema. But Eina, what he doesn't realize is the summer time, and he thinks the reason is my, is Mishum Tircha the Kohen, because of the effort that is now being placed on the Kohen. Tircha the Kohen, Kabul of Allah, he accepted it, so he accepts the Tircha. Says the Gemara, Truma, Yachzim, Yatrom. Says the Gemara, why don't we say it is considered Truma? Let the, let, let the Kohen hold on to it and tell him, like we've got to see a, 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 a case like this. The Kohen gets it, but you have to go take Truma again. Why do we make the Kohen give it back? Just tell him, tell the farmer it's Truma, but you have to go ahead and take Truma again, so he won't think that he had, it's fixed. So when Zemilo Tanan, did we not learn? Again, the case we had before, we're talking about the, from the perspective of the, of the Kohen. Now let's talk about from the perspective of the farmer. The farmer went and took from a pile that's perforated produce, and he gave it a pile that's not perforated. He gives it to the Kohen. The Kohen, we already said what he has to do with it. What does the farmer have to do? We tell the farmer, yes, you gave Truma, but it's not good enough Truma. You have to go ahead and do it again. But he doesn't get it back, so why don't we say the same thing? Tell him the challah you gave, yes, it has a din of truma, but it's not good enough, you have to go ahead and do it again. Why don't we tell him the same thing? It says, If you took from perforated to cover for non-perforated, so you have to tell him go do it again. Says more, how can betray money? Ties. We already told you the reason for that. In two, when it's two vessels, he understands the distinction, how he could have messed up, and why he has to go do it again. But bechadman, it's all from the same pile. The case of all the flour, he's not going by into what I mean. He's keeping my flour, and it didn't work for me. That's not going to understand. He says like this: bechadman alot soyes. Says more, you tell me in one pile a person's lot soyes vatnan atarim kishus benim tzamara. Let's say you have uh, kishos or cucumbers. So you had a whole pile of cucumbers, you took off a portion of it and you gave it to the Kohen, right? And it comes out, the portion you gave to the Kohen was rotten. Okay, it was rotten, right? Avatiyah, um, uh, we had watermelons. Venimtza saruach, and it came out being rotten. Truma of the Yaksav The halach over there is that it is considered what you gave, is considered truma, but we make you go ahead and do it again. Now that's all from one pile. So you see that even from one pile, there is a concept of truma and you have to go out and do it again. So why over there does it work and not over here? Whereas the Shani Yasmin, it's different over there. Because really what you gave, even though it was rotten, Minah Torah, it works. We penalize him for giving rotten stuff and make him do it again. But the worst comes to worst, even if he, he doesn't do it again, it's fine. In our case of the flower, what he did didn't take care of the problem, the rice. It's still Tevil. Whereas it's like this, it actually is a valid truma. 
Mid Rabbi Loi, based on Rabbi Loi. So I'm Rabbi Loi. Rabbi Loi says, he learns the Posen. He says, How do you know if you give that stuff, rotten stuff, you give inferior stuff for stuff that is good, that Trumas a Truma, that it actually works? You're doing something wrong, but the Truma works. How do we know then? The Torah says, If you give your best stuff to the Kohen, you won't have a sin. What do you mean? What do you mean? If, you give, if, if you're giving him rotten stuff and it doesn't work, then, then, then you didn't do anything. Means, means the sin is that it works, but you didn't give him your best stuff. That's the sin. So he learns like that. So yeah, you see that if you did it, it works, but you do a sin if you don't give the best, uh, best stuff. Give the best stuff so you don't have that sin. But the point is it does work with the Raisa. It may not Now, if it doesn't work, Meaning, if you gave him rotten stuff or good stuff and it doesn't work, then, don't, then, then it's not, not truma. Your point is, you didn't do anything. Not that he, you don't tell me you didn't sin, you just didn't do anything. So when it says, obviously, so therefore, in the Sears Chet Lama, why would there be a sin if it doesn't work? You see that giving from bad and good actually is considered to be is truma, which explains over here. So in a Torah, it really worked in the case of the rotten cucumbers or, or, or melons. But we want to be penalize him to do it again. He doesn't listen. At least he's not eating terrible deraisa. In our case, we get flour, doesn't work deraisa. So then if you try to do it again and he doesn't listen, he'll be over terrible deraisa.